to the Sharp Side Podcast. I'm your host, Chaz Parada, and joining me today to break down Super Mega Wild Card Weekend. What was it? Something like that. Super Wild Card Weekend. Um, that was James Bitter. Austin Tark is also on the line. How are we doing, guys? Fantastic. Um, Pretty good. Playoffs are here. I'm excited. Um, good regular season, I would say. Austin, you are you are our champion. Congratulations. Um, James, you, James, you suck. Yeah, you do suck, James. But hey, did we we didn't all win the final week? James, okay, yeah, Chad no, lost I lost. Um, Dang. And then a two hundredth place finish overall in our super contest. Yeah, still a successful season. I'm honestly like performance. I feel I feel like we all made money. Um, I in my own super contest, I did super well. Um, Toot your horn. All right. Well, I, I, I came in 45th out of 11,000. So I'm very pumped about that. Pretty good. Um, wasn't too close to like mega money, but I, I still did well. Um, but I mean, like, I, I, I think that like how we approached mo- most of the games for the most part was pretty solid. I think we had like, I mean, like we weren't perfect, of course, but I think how we viewed teams like at the current time was good. I think we were high on teams at the right times, low on teams at the right times. It was good. I, th- I think my one takeaway, something I want to take towards next year, um, I mean, it might just seem like a really obvious thing, but to take a team that is winning and hot right now and to not force myself into taking best bets on things like the Eagles yes, where it I agree. Like this, there's there might be value on it, but at the same time, it's like, do I really want to trust the Eagles getting eight points at, at Green Bay? No, I don't. And it's like we had so many losses this season where Agreed. it just we kind of just forced the pick because of value and picking just the bad teams just it, it got us a lot of losses. Well, and like normally the good teams are the teams that cover the spread. Yep. I mean, like I'm sure if you looked at like Jets, Jaguars, Cowboys, ATS records, I don't know, like they're like Eagles, you know, I'm mm-hmm. sure they're all really bad and um I'm sure if you looked at like maybe not the Chiefs, but they may be a little bit of an outlier. But you look at the Bills, um, the Saints, other like good teams. I'm sure they all had really good ATS records. And I don't even have like a list like that in front of me. That's just something that like I'm I would imagine that they covered more spreads than they didn't. Agreed. Um before we get it start tackling playoff stuff, just to kind of review, um also, I guess I didn't really warn you guys in advance. Um, give me a team you were absolutely correct on, like f- from like the preseason, and then give me a team that you were absolutely wrong on. Um, I'll go first, just because like I, I was just kind of thinking about this. Um, for for a team, I'll start negative. For a team I was wrong on, I I will definitely say the Steelers I, I I didn't think like Big Ben would be good at really good at any point in the year I also thought the defense was due for aggression so I'll I will bite the bullet say I was way off on that I feel like I picked against them more often than I did and I certainly paid for that um for a team I, I was right on I'll I'll say the Rams or the Bills um I mean they're both in the playoffs I I bet I bet on the Rams to win the division. That sucked, but like, 
I also bet on the Bills to win the, the division. If you read the AFC East preview, there was a big write, write up about how Josh Allen would improve more. Um, I was also really high on the Ravens and they kind of struggled throughout the year, but I mean, they're looking good now. Austin James, you guys have a team yeah, like that. I got, okay. I got two that came to my mind. Um, so first I harped on it right at the beginning of the season. I said, I'm not going to buy into the Atlanta Falcons this year. Um, I'm just, I'm tired of every single year saying this is the year they're healthy. Their offense is going to get it going. And sure enough, they went four and 12. They were never a good team all year. I, I definitely faded them quite a bit. Um, and then I do have a team I was very wrong on, uh, the Buffalo bills. I couldn't have been more wrong on, um, this was not public information, uh, but I did pick the New York jets, uh, to win, (laughs) (laughs) to win the division over Buffalo. I, I said either the Jets or Miami have a better chance of winning than Buffalo. Uh, I was not a Josh Allen believer, and I, I'm, I'm here very wrong, and I'm admitting to it that the Buffalo Bills are very legit, and I am very wrong. One more I'll add. I was a mega Vikings hater early on, and I really should have stuck to that gun more. I feel like I was like, I ended up buying in on them towards the middle of the season, so I'm a little bad at myself for that. But I, I feel like I did call Mike Zimmer a fraud at multiple points in the beginning of the season. So I'm you kind did. of proud about that you one. Did. Yeah. Uh, for me, I was certainly wrong on the Eagles. I, I, <laughs> I, don't know if they were, I don't know if they were ever my best bet, but it seemed like every week I bet on them. And like, even like preseason, I was high on them. I thought they'd probably win 10 games in a weak division, but obviously that wasn't the case. Uh, where I was right, I only bet two win totals this year, and it was the Bills over and the Jags under. Both those were probably the easiest bets of the year. So I'd say that's where I was right. And I also had the Steelers to win the division too. So that was a nice ticket. After week one, were you a little nervous on the Jags? Yeah, I was. <laughs> <laughs> did on, did you guys the see the, um, the Jaguars like Twitter account tweet? Uh, they tweeted after week one. They were like, not satisfied. Not satisfied. <laughs> <laughs> and then someone quoted and said, apparently they were. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Um, has Colorado cashed yet, James? They did. And Let's ASU go. is down Remy Martin tonight. Actually, I just got a little notification. They're down Remy Martin, Jalen Graham, Tayshawn, Tayshawn Cherry, and Jalen House. It's good stuff. It's good stuff. Go UCLA. Go on um, the under and, and UCLA. That's good. Um, really quick before we get into these games. Um, Go ahead and follow us on Twitter at the Sharp Side Podcast or at the at the Sharp Side Pod, excuse me. And um, go rate, review, and subscribe on Apple Podcasts. Find us on our feed, um, the Sharp Side Podcast. Hopefully, that's where you're listening. If not, you may be listening on Spotify, maybe Anchor, Pocket Casts. Um, I think we're on Google Play. I guess I didn't really look and check and make sure. Um, same name. Go hit us with a follow wherever. Um, tweet at us if there's if you guys got a hot take about the playoffs this year i know that austin's got a few um honestly i feel like we kind of spread out just judging on how we've been talking to each other throughout the week but um so that should hopefully make for a good um little wild card weekend preview but yeah go follow us on twitter rate review and subscribe we ready to get into it yeah uh, can i add uh <clears throat> we were talking about doing a pick em league um, oh yeah you, you want to introduce that yeah, um, we're, uh, we're pl- going to do a little – I'll tweet it out right after this. Um, a little playoff sort of like bracket thing. 
or spread thing. I haven't really decided yet. I just need to find out which is like the best kind of website to do it. But I will yeah. tweet that out. Um, I'll tweet. I'll tweet that link along with the podcast. And um, yeah, so go check that out if you are listening. Um, all right, that all. Let's do it. Yeah. All right, let's do it. All right. First game of playoffs. We have the Colts traveling to Buffalo, who will have fans, I believe, for the first time all year. Bills lane six. Total lane 50, or excuse me, total is at 51. Colts plus 237 on the money line. Uh, James, I'll kick it to you here first. Where are you looking at in this game? I like the Colts. It's tough to go against the Bills right now. And at the beginning of the week, I teased the Bills down to a pick. But I think the Colts have what it takes here to stay in this game. Phil being in the cold does scare me a little bit. But they have the recipe. The Bills have been kind of weak against the run all year. And that's exactly what the Colts are going to give them. Uh, they have a really good O-line. We saw what Jonathan Taylor did last week. And the, I think the Colts can stay in, stay in this game as long as they keep Buffalo's offense off. So I think the Colts can have long drives um, and just really run the ball down the Buffalo's throat. And here's an interesting trend. Since 2012 and 2013 in the wild card round, the team that had the best ATS record during the regular season is 1-7 straight up and 1-6-1 against the spread. Hmm. And that would be the Buffalo Bills. So if this trend means anything, it means Colts and maybe – Maybe the under as well. Um, so I kind of disagree a little bit. Um, I'm not betting on the Bills, but I I, I just can't play it. Um, so obviously, like the Bills rank like low in rushing defense, but I believe um, once Matt Miliano came back, their rush defense uh, EPA went from in like the 20s to I think they were sixth ever since he's been back. And um, so I don't expect the Colts to be able to really move the ball as well. Um, and like I Philip Rivers just isn't that good. And the way the Bills have been scoring in the first half, it makes me want to play Bills first half um, or maybe like a team total over. Um, I don't I don't think that the Colts are going to be able to sustain um, really long drives. I think part of what has and I'm not saying the, the Bills have an elite, elite defense. I think there's, it's really good. It's playing really good right now. But I think part of the issue or part of the, I guess, general viewpoint on how good the Bills defense actually is, is due to the fact when um, they kind of had linebacker injuries, secondary injuries, and then some like COVID, COVID um, forced mm-hmm. outs for games. in that middle stretch of the year when I think they went Titans, Chiefs, and there was another one, but it was another good offense. And so I think that may have distorted wh- how good the Bills defense is. And now that they're healthy and rolling, um, I believe Trey White, he is playing this week, right? I believe so. Yeah. Okay. Um, I think that it's kind of, I don't know. I think their defense is well equipped to handle what the Colts do on offense. So I just don't think the Colts are going to be able to hang with them really. Yeah. I, at the beginning of this week, I was all all over the Colts, uh, especially when the line was seven, seven and a half. Um, I just thought that line was too big. This happens every single year where a team's riding in hot. Uh, the spread just gets too high. And it seems like every year there's a big upset in the first first round of the wild card. Usually it's the Ravens. Sorry, Chaz. Usually it's the Saints. Um, mm-hmm. And Bills Trust have been. I'm, I'm, I'm more than ready. I'm more than prepared. <laughs> so the Bills, they've been favored this season by seven or more points only twice. And it was against the Jets and the Pats. Uh, I just can't put those teams on the similar tier as the Colts. 
Uh, but the more I look at this game, it's just tough for me to want to take the Colts side because I definitely see their game plan. I think they will be able to run the football. Chaz makes some great points that their defense has improved quite a bit with Milano back in the lineup. But the only thing is they haven't faced a good rush offense in quite some time. Uh, I mean, they're the best team they faced was about five weeks ago against the Niners. And they did That's control true. the ground game a little bit, but they haven't faced uh, a ground game with such as Jonathan Taylor, who is absolutely hot right now. Um, but I'm afraid that this run game game plan might not be able to work for two reasons. One, uh, Costanzo's not playing. That's their most essential offensive line piece for this team. Um, but then the other thing, if the Colts are trailing in this game and they can't run the football, it's just really tough for me to trust Philip Rivers from behind throwing the football, um, especially because he struggled against good defenses so far this season. Um, I'm definitely going to be looking this game for live betting opportunities. Um, if the Colts start getting behind early and they're forced to throw the football, I'm going to just keep hammering the bills. Cause we saw what happened last week. Uh, the bills just continue to run up the score and they're just letting their offense let loose. And there's also some pretty big uh, injury concerns on the Colts side. Uh, Buckner hasn't been practicing all week. Um, I guess he normally does do this where he won't practice Wednesday and Thursday, but a Twitter doctor I follow on Twitter said there's a pretty good chance he doesn't play. Um, wow, Colts, that's huge. Yeah, Colts will also be missing Rocky Sin, um, which that's a big loss considering the Colts might might have the 10th ranked defense, but they're a below average uh, pass defense. So we know how, what Josh Allen's been doing lately. I think he, they're going to be able to move the football. This game's going to be a pass for me, but I'm definitely going to be looking to live bet um, Buffalo. So it's a nothing for me. James, I'll give you a chance, but um, really quick, they, they the Colts have a, a highly ranked defense, but they also have the worst strength of schedule in all of football. So I do think that plays into that a little bit. James, you have anything else? Uh, no, you guys had pretty good points there. I'd agree if the if the Colts do fall behind, I don't trust Philip Rivers. So. If that is the case, I might also join you guys live betting. But if the Colts can go score for score and maybe have a lead in this game and melt the clock, I really like the six and a half. That's the, that's the other thing. If they start this game and that rush offense looks efficient and it's working, then the Colts are oh, very, yeah. very live to win this Completely game. Completely agree. Um, I, there's another trend I don't have at the top of my head, but teams that cover in the wild card weekend, it's like crazy, like 75% of the time, uh, the, the underdog, the underdog that covers, they also win as well, like 75% of the time. Uh, so I think if the Colts are in this, they're very live uh, to win this game if they're running the ball. Um, just some more injury news to look to look after. Um, Cole Beasley's definitely not playing. Um, I believe they're going to call up Kenny Stills from the practice squad. But the other thing is Stefan Diggs. He has an oblique injury, and he says he's fine, and there's no problem at all. But he hasn't practiced all week. Um, I just think that's a bit of a concern considering the game's on Saturday, and we know how essential he is to this offense. Um, so that's just something to keep in mind uh, ahead of Saturday's game. For sure. Um, do you think that played to an under at 51? Uh, yeah, especially I because what's weather? I'll, I'll check it's weather. cold, it's, it's cold, cold it's, no but wind. it's clear, yeah, no yeah. conditions. Um, the only like I some it was one of you guys mentioned the over, and I I lean the under way just because if the Colts are in this game, they're going to be chewing clock, they're going to be holding on to the football through the ground game. Um, so I think that favors an under. But it sure is tough to take an uh, an under against this Bills offense right now. Um, but if there's no digs, that that would point me to taking it. All right. Um, yeah, I think we covered that pretty well. Uh, moving on to an NFC West showdown, we've got the Rams taking on Seattle. A little uh, 
was third matchup of the year. Um, yep. Rams getting three points on the road, plus 150 on a money line. Total is at 42. Um, Austin, you got the, you, you've got the take here, so I'll kick it to you. Where are we looking in this game? So I, um, I jumped immediately on the Rams plus four and a half. I'm seeing a plus three and a half right now. Anything over a field goal, if you're still hearing this pot, I still really like that play, uh, mainly because uh, I, this line indicates that John Wolford's going to play, and I, I'm pretty sure that Jared Goff's going to play. It was a one-week injury. They sat him um, for a week, and then McVay is making no indication whatsoever who's going to play quarterback, but Goff's been limited in practice. I got a feeling he's going to be playing. Um, so I took the Rams – um, I think I think this is going to be a defensive battle. Um, the Seattle offense, they're just playing very poorly right now. They're ranking 23rd in the league since week 13, which is worse than the Rams. Um, meanwhile, this Rams defense matches up perfectly against Seattle. They always give them problems throughout the years. Uh, they rank number one defensively. Um, and I think they're going to be able to keep them to 20 or less points here. Uh, the key here is, can the Rams keep up? And I believe they can for the reason is, with Goff returning, Cup, Cooper Cup is also returning. I didn't mention that. Um, I think there is the pieces here that their offense, uh, they will be able to get it going a little bit, um, especially with Seattle's defense is it's getting better over the season goes, but I still think it's a, it's a bit overrated. Um, and then it's in its last matchup that they played, the Rams only had like nine points, I believe, but there was a lot of empty trips. Uh, there was a lot of uh, driving the whole field that would either result in a field goal. There was at one point they fumbled at the one yard line. I think a healthy Rams team, I think anything over a field goal, it just has great value here. Um, the real key is, is it going to be Goff or is it going to be Wolford? And if it is officially Wolford, I get a feeling the line's going to jump Seattle's way. Um, and I almost like still like Wolford in this matchup as well. Um, the mobility that he showed last week was very impressive. Um, it, it was something it, it brought something new, a new flavor to this Rams offense because Jared Goff is just such a statue. I mean, he moves around in the pocket, but he's not a guy who really gets out of, outside the pocket. He and barely moves around uses the his legs. Yeah. And like <laughs> Wolford last week rushing, he was nine carries for like 60 yards. It was a, a whole new element. Um, and I, I, I just think that they're this Rams defense is going to be able to keep them in the game here. Um and I guess I'll save my hot take for the Rams after you guys' uh, handicap. But I I'm well, taking the Rams plus. Don't worry. We'll, we'll get to all that uh, after we get through all the games. Okay. We'll, we'll do, like, best bets and stuff. Perfect. Perfect. Um, James, you, you uh, take it away. like to hear your, your takes on this game. Uh, I hope golf plays and this line drops below three because I think at that point I'd be taking the Seahawks. I just don't trust this Rams team on the road in the playoffs. And I think McVay's a really good coach and they have a lot of playoff experience throughout the years. But – it's hard for me to fade Russ at home in the playoffs like this. Um, like I can't remember the last time he lost at home in the playoffs. So that's where I'm at on this. And then in terms of the total, uh, the lowest total of wildcard week in the last nine years, which would be this game, is three and six to the under. And I kind of lean to the under as a whole as well. I just think these teams third time around match up really well with each other. Well, my play in this game is the over. Um, yeah. <laughs> so this is one of my favorite bets of the week and i would say um i don't and i i'm almost sure i'm going to be on i'm i like i was telling james noss about this i i think they're just being polite but um i could see the is this guy really serious in their eyes but uh i think that 
both offenses have been so disappointing for so long that we're getting a really cheap number. Um, at the end of the day, both these offenses can be explosive. And with the Rams getting potentially Goff, honestly, I don't care who plays quarterback for the Rams. I still think they're going to be able to score. Um, but I think Cooper Cup coming back is a very big deal. Um, I think the most slept on kind of part of this game is Andrew Whitworth coming back. The Rams offense has been bad while Whitworth was out. I think he does, not only does he help, like he's huge in pass blocking, but he is uh, incredible, incredible advantage in terms of run blocking, what he does to open up that um, McFay's rush offense. It's much similar to how uh, Trent Williams was, was used in Shanahan's rush offense. Um, and the Seahawks defense has looked good, but who have they played? I mean, it's been the Giants. It's been the Eagles. Um, I don't know. It's just been a bunch of bad teams. Uh, what, like, I think there's like a Bengals or the Jets were in there. Um, Jamal Adams is, is banged up. And I know, I'm, personally, I think the Rams are one of the best defenses in the NFL. But I think that the Seahawks offense is more than capable of scoring. I mean, we already saw them do it in the last game. Now, I mean, they got to like 20 points and I'm going to need a little more than that to clear my total. But at the end of the day, this is, this total is at 42. And I, and Austin uh, mentioned this a few days, a few days ago, but all the whole Seahawks O-line was held out last week, I believe. Right. Or at least uh, some of the starters were. Yeah. And now, uh, all five are healthy and playing. I believe this is the healthiest the O-line has been all year. Um, and I think that really does mean something. I think they're going to be able to run the ball better. And then on top of that, I don't know if if um, the Rams D-line led by Aaron Donald will be able to affect plays as much as uh, they normally do. And so with that being said, I think the total is just too low. The, at the beginning of the year, I believe this total was 53 or 54, and then the next one was 47. I think that's a gross overreaction, even if both those games did just, like, go well uh, under the total. Um, giving the over at 42. Over in wild card weekend, it just feels good. It was, it's, it's an easy one to root for. So, I like, I, I like seeing points here. The, the other th- – I mean, at first I did lean the under, but that total at 42 is so low. It's uh, super low. Like it's the lowest of the weekend. It's lower than Washington, Tampa. Uh, like, which is absurd. I think it, it really is. Especially when you got Russell Wilson on one side. Like I, I think 42 is very McVay number. on the other. Yep. To give your uh, stat. So the Seahawks had their projected starting offensive linemen. So Brown, Iupati, Posich, Lewis, and shell. They've only played together five times so far this season. And in those games, Seattle went five and zero in those games, scoring 31 or more points in each game. Um, I purposely didn't mention that because I had a Ram, Rams <laughs> handicap and that is the biggest thing holding me back here. I think this piece alone could propel Seattle to make a run throughout the playoffs here. Um, I mean, the offensive line is clearly the most essential piece of this team. Um, I mean, we could just see how much this offense was struggling in the past past weeks. Um, so James made a point. He said, I can't even remember the t- last time Seattle lost <laughs> uh, at home. Well, fun fact, it was against the Rams in 2004. Uh, Mark Bulger was quarterback for the Rams. Oh, uh, legend. Yeah, against and then he lost to Matt Hasselbeck, one of the greatest. So uh, if that's a sign of anything, the Rams probably – they have to just continue the streak of beating Seattle at home in the playoffs. 
I was also going to mention Russell Wilson's only played five home home games in the playoffs. Yeah, that he was is five and zero though. So yeah, I was looking. Games. I was looking through. Yeah, he's like nine road games and five home games. Also, three of those were probably um, four of those in two years back to back. Yeah. Years. Um, and one more thing I'd like to add is that um, with the good or the healthy O line, I think there's there might be something to just Seahawks team total over. Um, and I, I don't. I also don't think that it like takes the Rams out of the game because I think that the Rams um, with Wolford or Goff, I still think they're going to be able to move the ball. And um, <clears throat> excuse me. Um, I think that not announcing who the quarterback is going to be is so important. I feel like we we say this every week when some idiot head coach goes, uh, oh. Jalen Hurts is the quarterback or Mitch Trubisky is the quarterback on Monday morning when you just Mm -hmm. give him time to prepare for that. McVay is doing the right thing here. They have to prepare for both. And um, back to my point about the Seahawks just haven't played great offenses. And I do think that the Rams have like at their ceiling this season, they were a very good offense. And I think they play closer to that this week than what they have showed the last couple of weeks. I like golf kids. If golf gets announced, do you think this total spikes up? Yeah, it, it's got it. I don't, I see, I don't, I still don't think it would go up by much just because, and I, I mean, like, I would consider myself more of a Jared Goff hater than a Jared Goff fan, but like, I don't think he's so bad to the point where I don't either. Like, like he does what he has to in the offense, and that's all you can really ask for. He's awesome. not going to go out and dominate a game for you, but like with McVeigh, I think it's a fairly good match. So we yeah, all had, put, oh, go ahead, go I ahead. was going to say, so we all had a best bet for this pod. Uh, the over is your best bet here. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. I, I to, think so. To, just to clarify that. Yes. Yeah, sorry. I, I, I think I called it a favorite of uh, one of my favorite bets, but yeah, this is my best bet. I think. Perfect. Um, and then we're Rams yours or, Oh no, 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 we're, no, no, no. we're getting to it right now. Next game. Saturday night. Wait, James, do you have anything else to add on that one? I no, I was, you off. I was, yeah, I was just gonna say if Wolford plays, I still kind of like the under. Like, I just I think they'll play really conservative, and I just there's a week of tape on him now. It's not his first time out. Yeah, and we saw what happened last week. It was eighteen to seven, and they were, they yeah. were lucky to be twenty five points in that game. So that's where my concern comes from. For sure, I honestly and like I get it. I just just think it's a couple points too low. All right, sense. moving on. Saturday night, uh, Tampa Bay Bucks. A rare uh, road, a somewhat rare road favorite, uh, get taken on divisional wi- winner Washington football team. Let that one sink in a little bit. <laughs> um, football team getting eight at home, plus three twenty on the money line. Totals at forty four and a half. Austin, you have your best bet on this game. What are we? What are we betting in this game? My best bet is the under. I bet it at forty five. Still like it at forty four and a half. I'd even bet it at forty four. Um, Really, it's for the matchup advantage that Washington has here. Um, so first, coming into the game, uh, I hate this narrative angle, but it's a primetime game, and we've seen Brady struggle quite a bit in primetime, especially oh. <laughs> night night primetime games. He's one in six straight up in his last seven primetime games, only beating the Giants. But that's, that's here, neither here nor there. Um, so from a defensive perspective here, Tampa's offense, they've looked very good lately. But versus teams ranked in the top 10 in DVOA defense, Washington is second. Uh, they're 0-4 in those games. Um, and then Brady versus defense is ranked top 10 in pressure rate. 
Um, they're two and two in those games, and he's got a seven TD to five intercep- interception ratio compared to every other team in the league that's not top 10 in pressure rate. He's nine and three, 33 to seven interception, uh, 33 TD to seven interception ratio. Um, we, we've always talked about this how much Brady, how much different of a quarterback he is when he's under pressure. Um, so this leads me to an under. Uh, we know Washington won't be able to score. Tampa still has a top five, de- top 10 defense, um, which it's actually, I didn't realize, a below average defense and pass defense, um, but Alex Smith is not going to be able to beat them in dick and dunk offense. Uh, football team's really only chance to be in this game is to rely on their defense. Um, and the way they're playing right now, I, I think they will be able to. Um, and then Bucks, they can also pressure the quarterback. Uh, they, ra- they rank fourth in sacks. Um, and it's it's sad because I root for Alex Smith. I really uh, He grew up in Helix. I want him to do good things, but Defenses don't really care for the good feel good story and they are trying to win football games. So they're blitzing the hell out of Alex Smith. You could see it in the Eagles game. Uh, They're forcing Alex Smith out of the pocket and he just can't run on that leg. He's a completely different quarterback. Um, So I really don't see Washington be able to move the football very well. Um, The one thing I will point out though, is Ron Rivera said this week that Taylor Heineke and Alex Smith will split snaps during practice, which I actually kind of like from a Washington perspective. Um, I don't really like it from my under perspective. Um, because I, t- Tyler, Taylor Henneke can throw the ball, um, probably better than Alex Smith, uh, deep ball wise. Uh, he looked pretty good when he showed up in the, uh, what game did he come in for? Um, Panthers Panthers. Uh, he, he had a good finish when he, uh, replaced Dwayne Haskins. Um, so I lean Washington, um, because I do think that their defense is going to come to play. I think they're going to be able to get enough points. Um, I see Tampa winning this game like 20 to 16. Um, but I like the under here the most just because, Washington's just not going to be able to score enough. And I trust their defense and I trust the pressure on Brady um, to not let the, their offense get out of hand. James, what do you think? Yeah, I like the under two. It's, it was 45 last night. It's 44 and a half today I'm looking at. So I think that's going to keep dropping. The weather shouldn't be an impact in the game, but the narrative play is kind of funny. For a side, I kind of lean to the, the football team here. I want to like it so bad, but there's just too many question marks on that with that offense. But I mean, we've seen these 500 below teams do really well in wildcard weekend. And I think like Austin was saying, they match up pretty well with the Patriots. Uh, their defense is phenomenal and should keep them in this game. But there's just a lot of unknowns. I, I tease Tampa down, but I don't love it now. If, if Buffalo wins early in the day, I might come back and try to get a little bit of Washington plus eight middle in this game, but we'll see. Um, I'm with you, Austin. I really like this under. Um, where I'm attacking this is my – this was in a – I mean, I don't really have a line on this right now. I will look for one while I talk. But um, one of my favorite kind of looks of the weekend is Logan Thomas over in uh, receiving props, um, especially if Alex Smith plays. So the Tampa Bay Bucks rank 25th in DVOA against tight ends this year. Um which is interesting. I mean, they have a really good defense, of course, but I think against running backs, they're one and receivers, they are sixth. But um, it's pretty, I guess it's just clear that they somewhat struggle to cover tight ends. And Logan Thomas has really impressed me recently. And I just think that, especially if the game script goes as I think it will be, I think if you can bet him like over four and a half over five catches I think that he's going to be he's going to see a lot of targets and um yeah I just think he's going to get the ball a lot 
Is Washington live? Can they win this football yes. game? I they think can? I think they can. Yes. Really? Oh my god. I mean, like watching I, I I agree with you guys. Like, I think their defense can keep them in this game. They're gonna need some defensive scores if they're gonna win this game. But like watching that Eagles Washington game last week, where Eagles were literally trying to lose the game, yet you still didn't feel like Washington was gonna win. It's like it's hard to believe that they're gonna go out and win a playoff game and beat Tom Brady. Um, but I kind of agree. I, I think I think they are alive. Um, but they're they're not gonna win this football game. I don't think they will. So I don't think they're com- also uh, right now. The line is Logan Thomas over three and a half receptions minus two hundred two. Wait for that to get to four or like go in one of those prop builders and put it at four four and a half and embed it. Um, but um, I I like the Bucks struggle against really good front sevens, and that's that's just what they're. Um, especially Redskins. That's what the Washington football team has. And um, I think if you can get pressure on Brady, it just like, it kind of stunts the drives a little bit. Cause then we're like, you know, Leonard Fournette is going to get that, that like second and nine run. And then it's, oh, it's going to be a third and eight, but, and like the Bucks O-line, it hasn't super, super impressed me even since. Um, Mark came back. Yeah. Yeah. And like I, I, and I feel like that was like a because st- weren't we on them? He came back against the Rams, right? Yeah. And, and I think we're like, oh, like that's super good news. And um, might have been the Chiefs. I don't, I don't know. I, I, just, they've just kind of struggled against teams that rush the quarterback and kind of like can stifle the run a little bit. My only... especially with Mike Evans out, and Mike Evans stretches the field. True. Uh, he's a game time decision. I got a feeling he's not going to go. Yeah. Um, so my only pushback to that is Sweat and Chase Young are both going to come from the outside. Uh, Brady seems to struggle the most from the inside. He's always been a great job of stepping up in the pocket. Well, um, Jonathan Allen is a beast too. That's true. Like, that's he's true. a PFF with Darlene. Yeah, it's it's crazy how much talent there is there. Can I add one more thing about your Logan Thomas thing? Uh, of course. So I was looking up specifics on against tight ends versus the Bucks. And only three times this season has a tight end not caught over four passes against the Bucs. Um, and two of those were against the Panthers. And I don't even know who the Panthers tight end is. That is very fair. <laughs> so it seems like they do struggle quite a bit against tight ends. And Logan Thomas has been a huge part of this offense. He had a great oh, yeah. catch against the Maybe uh, an anytime touchdown or something for Logan Thomas, too. They've, they've given up oh, nine, nine TDs this season to tight ends. So that's pretty good. All right. I like it. All right. Um, we ready to move on. Anything else to add, James? No, that was pretty good candy cap, I thought. All right. Sunday. I think this is the game I'm most looking forward to. Agreed. Uh, Ravens traveling to take on the Titans. Titans are getting three and a half points at home. That is juice to minus 120. Titans are also plus 163 on the money line, and the total is at 54 and a half. I've gone way back and forth, I feel like, four different times on this game, so I'll let you guys start off. James, where are you looking at in this game? If it gets down to three, I'm going to bet the Ravens. I just, it is on my bookie right now. It is? I'm minus seeing one, three and a half. Oh, man, I got nice numbers. Yeah, I've just Dang. been seeing three and a half all week. Okay. Um, yeah, but I, I just think the Ravens coming into this game really hot. I mean, we've seen what they've done the last five weeks. I think they're 5-0 and ATS, and they're just dismantling teams. Uh, and then on the other side, the Titans have also been playing well. But I just that defense scares me off so much. And I think the Ravens being three-point favorites here, or three and a half, is warranted. Uh, a trend that kind of doesn't really bode well for me. Hold on, let me find it. 
the shortest favorite in the wild card weekend. So right now would be the Seahawks and uh, the Ravens, both at three and a half, is three and six mm. straight up. So that, that's just something odd. But in terms of the game, I think the Ravens match up well. I mean, this Titans defense is – it's like Swiss cheese. You can do whatever you want. Week in, week out, you, like, you look for some improvements that just they haven't had it all year. And I think Lamar and company, he gets his first playoff win here in the cover. I like it. I'm all over that revenge. That sweet, sweet revenge against these goddamn Titans. I mean, there's clearly a rivalry between these two teams now. Um, so I, Ravens, they're coming in very hot. Uh, when we saw this game earlier in the year, uh, they were they were at that point in the season where they were struggling a little bit. They were also missing a lot of pieces on their defense, especially D-line pieces. Um, and in that game, Derrick Henry rushed 18 times for 44 yards through three quarters. Um, so now their D-line is a lot healthier. Uh, and they should have even better chance to stop the run. They were even missing Jimmy Smith in that game. Um, so especially they're going to get Ngakwe back. They're going to get Calais Campbell and Brandon Williams, who all weren't playing in that game um, against an O-line that is very banged up from Tennessee where Roger Saffold is hurt. And they have three other offensive line pieces on the injury report, two of which didn't even practice. So I got a feeling the Ravens are going to be able to dominate the defensive line, the defensive line of scrimmage. Um, my only fear is just are the Ravens legit? They've beaten up bad teams to end the year. I mean, but at the end of the day, you can only beat the teams who you're play, uh, playing against, and they're beating the hell out of them. And these bad teams, what do they have? One thing in common with Tennessee, awful defense. And I don't see the Ravens missing a step here. I think they're going to be able to do whatever they want on offense. Um, I, I think they're going to keep rolling. Uh, we, we said it earlier in the year, get your Ravens futures because they're, they're coming in hot into the playoffs. And I think they're definitely going to win this game, and we're going to get our Chiefs – Chiefs-Ravens matchup next week. Yeah. So, so like, right now I like the Ravens, but I'll, I'll play devil's advocate just, just to do it. Do it. Um, so, here's, here's my worry. So, we've seen, like, these Titans are – were they 2-0 against these same Ravens, essentially? Mm -hmm. um, and we can – so part of the reason why I like the Ravens is in their matchup in the regular season, Ravens had a bunch of guys out, and now a lot of those guys are back. However, I just – like, I just – some teams have good reads on how to defend a team. Like, so, like, we've seen the Titans just take Mark Andrews completely out of the equation. And so then what does Lamar Jackson have to do? Now we have, now we see him throw the ball downfield and we know that he's not super good at that. And so that being said, the, the Titans are basically like doors that open and shut against the run. So I fully expect the Ravens to do whatever they want on the ground. Um, in terms of the, the Titans side, I think that they're going to be able to move the ball. I think anyone that cites workload for Derrick Henry just doesn't understand what, like what Derrick Henry does. I feel like a common thing to talk about is whether it's preseason or late in the year is, Oh, Derrick Henry's been being overworked. So like, he's going to be tired for this game. That's just not how it works. Derrick Henry's a beast. There's no one like him. He's essentially what LeBron is in the NBA. Like his, his bot, I don't, I can't explain it. 
It is different. They're built. It is. That's the only way to explain it. He can, he is like the only running back who can handle 30 carries a game, every single game. I don't think that's going to be an issue here or else it would have been an issue. Like the last two playoff seasons, this is the guy who went like 200 rushing yards, 200 rushing yards, 200 rushing yards, 200 rushing yards all the way until they ended up losing to the chiefs. Um, I think that he can do something similar here. The Ravens, are going to be healthier on the D line than they were in the playoffs last year. So maybe Derrick Henry doesn't dominate as much, but I, I struggle to see how the Ravens being so focused on Derrick Henry, which I think they will be, and it's going to open things up for Ryan Tannehill in the passing game. I don't think the Titans need a very good O line to succeed. Ryan Tannehill is one of the three best quarterbacks against pressure um i think in qbr or something like that at some stat where he's really successful against pressure he's basically the anti baker mayfield and he's been playing with it all year so i think that the titans are going to be able to move the ball maybe i don't think they win i think the ravens are going to win but i don't know it's tough for me i think we're going to see points though i disagree i actually like the under since 2012 the under is seven and one in the highest uh, total game for the wild card and this is the highest total of games uh, and then if we look back last year this is another case for the Ravens in that game they lost they lost because the Titans punched them in the mouth early and took the lead uh, and when the Ravens have to throw the ball they're a completely different team they can't rely on the run but even so they still average they still put up 530 yards of offense and they averaged more yards per play than the Titans did that game um, I think I think it's the success the success here for the Ravens is they need to get an early lead or at least stay in the game. If they fall behind, I think the Titans have the recipe to, to beat them again and let Henry cook. But if the Ravens get an early lead, I really like it. And I also kind of like this under. That's fair. I'm excited to watch it. As someone who has Ravens futures, I will be rooting hard for the Baltimore Ravens. Yeah. Um, we ready? Yeah, let's move on. All right. Uh, Chicago Bears traveling to New Orleans to take the Saints. Saints lay in 10. Um, I believe skill position player, the skill stars on the Saints will be playing. Um, totals at 47. Bears almost 4-1 to one on the money line. I'll start. Uh, so the way I'm looking at this is I think Bears are leading at half, and I think the Saints win. Um, as you guys – I'm I'm a Saints fan, so I'm just hoping the Saints win. Um, I think the Bears' defense is merely average. Um, I believe they're upper half in terms of defensive DVOA, but um, I do. It's they do this every year. They did it against the Vikings. They did it. They've done it against the Vikings a bunch. Uh, which <laughs> yeah, they have. Yeah, they have. <laughs> hold on, hold on. You don't even know what I'm, what I'm going to say yet. So. They did against the Eagles when they came back and beat the Eagles when it was supposed to be the Nick Foles like return to her. Um, they did it against there was one more team, but they start these playoff games so slow. They did it against the Rams too. They were losing that against the Rams and then that bullshit pass interference call. I, oh, it pisses me off still. Um, but they start playoff games so slow and We've even seen this, like we saw this against the Chiefs, where the Chiefs just pooped on the Saints in the first half. Like they just do this in big games. So they start off slow in the first half, and then 
all of a sudden Drew Brees gets in his rhythm and the defense starts dominating and they just, and they just, and then the second half is all theirs. I think Sean Payton is a phenomenal second half coach. And he just makes good adjustments. And I think that's what we're going to see here. Um, it's, it's, it's like, it, it, oh my, I don't know. I, I've never been so unconfident about a, like a 10 point or like one of my favorite teams being heavily favored and they're going to lose, but like, I'm just trained to think this way now. I'm naturally pessimistic about the Saints. Um, I'll kick it to you guys. I don't, I don't know. The only way I'm betting this is like Chicago Bears win the first half and then Saints um, win the second. I imagine you get four or five to one on that pregame. So another scat, uh, another trend to scare you is the biggest favor in wildcard weekend since 2014 is one seven against the spread. <laughs> and that is the Saints this week. But I don't really have a side here. I, I kind of lean to the under. I think this is a higher total than it should be because we've seen a lot of outbursts from these teams the last few weeks. Uh, last time these teams played, I think it was week 10 or 11. The total was 41. And, I mean, are they really that different of teams now? I don't think so. And I think you might see a conservative effort from the Saints here, especially early on. But my concern here would be, like you said, if they're trailing, they have the weapons with Michael Thomas coming back too put up points against this, Bear, this Bears D that has been not great the last few weeks. So that's my concern there, but full game probably lean Bears in the under. Yeah, you're on the under. I'm on the Bears team total under. Uh, so Trubisky, finally, he's getting it going. Um, but last week, I mean, he was, he was good against teams against Minnesota, Jaguars, and Houston, three bottom feeders of uh, uh, in terms of defenses in the league. Um, and then last week he finally goes against a decent defense in Green Bay, and he wasn't the best quarterback in the 2017 draft that he was being shown. Um, he just he, he was and the Saints. <laughs> I just had to throw that big in there. Um, so the Saints defense is a huge upgrade here. Um, I think they can control Allen Robinson with Marshawn Lattimore. Uh, they they can they have a good rush defense, so I don't see um, Montgomery doing the same things he's been doing. Um, I just I don't see the Bears office being able to move the ball here. I, I, I bet their team total under 17 and a half when it comes out. Um, the only injury news I'll point out, uh, the Bears are getting all their corners back. Uh, they've been pretty banged up in the last couple of weeks, but Jalen Johnson, Buster Screen and Duke Shelley, uh, they're all going to be back this week. Now, they're not exactly juggernauts in the secondary, um, but who knows if that could be a little spark plug for this Bears defense. Um, then again, the Saints should be getting Michael Thomas back. Um, but Bears, their biggest strengths are the D-line, and the Saints have a great offensive line to negate it. I just think that the more things go towards the Saints' way. If I had to take a pick, I'm probably taking the Saints, just the way of how good Kamara looked um, in that Christmas game against uh, Minnesota, um, and then getting Michael Thomas back. I think this offense is could peak at the perfect time here, and this is a great matchup here against the Bears. Um, so I'll be on the Bears team total under. If I had to make a pick on the side, I'll, I'll probably take the Saints. Yeah. All right. We covered that very, very thoroughly, I would think. Um, do you think that... Are the Bears live? Can they win? <laughs> um, well, I mean, I think, I, like... I think the Saints have proven, yes. Yes, they yes, can. <laughs> yes, they can. Um, <laughs> at the think... same time, oh, one more thing. Sure. All of a sudden, this... Drew Brees is going to retire. Rumor starts floating about. Is this a finally win the Super Bowl for Drew type of year? No, I don't. I don't. No, they're winning the Super Bowl. I, um, I don't think there's. Um, 
I don't think there's like a motivational angle you can attach to that. I don't, but at the same time, it just feels It'll be like a really cool story, thing. though, when he is Super Bowl MVP. Because this offense, I mean, what you Kamara mean did. Hill? Oh, God. <laughs> you, mean you mean Jameis? Uh, oh, Jameis, yeah. <laughs> I mean, the way Kamara looked in that Christmas game shows that their he's rush so offense is balling right now. And if Michael My, Thomas comes he, back. Like, he's coming off COVID. Like, he's one day off COVID when they play. So, I, I don't know if you can count on him to be that I don't know play, if he tested know? positive, though. I thought it was no, contact tracing. I think he did. Because if it was contact, oh, he did. Yeah, he did. He did. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Uh, he's still not allowed. He's doing virtual practice this week. He's not allowed with his team, um, but he's cleared on Saturday. So it's just a matter of was he sick or not. And I don't have the inside sources on that. I got a feeling he's okay. That's just kind of a shot in the dark. Because um, <laughs> we did see COVID affect certain players like Lamar. Bold. It clearly affected Lamar um, in that Browns game. Um, so it'll be just something to look out for, uh, especially with a big test the week after against, uh, I don't know the, Oh, the Bucks Cause the Rams are going to win. Um, yeah. Well, no, actually Alvin Kamara was practice Wednesday. Uh, yeah, but it's virtual. I, I looked it up like, there. He's like, he's not allowed, uh, in, in the facility. What I'm reading right now is that he was removed from, from the COVID-19 list Wednesday so that they can resume participation in practice. All right. Um, all right, moving on. Enough about this. It was like the least interesting game of the weekend, except until when the, until the Saints lose. Um, this, is, this was another one of the games where I was really psyched to watch it, and then a whole bunch of COVID news came out, so I was less excited. Browns getting six points on the road at the Steelers. Browns plus 220 on the money line, and the total is at 47. Austin, where are we looking at? Are you riding with with Big Ben and the Steelers? Not yet. At six, I'm not going to. At five and a half, I'm, I think I'm going to jump all over it. Uh, just no news here this week has been good for the Browns ahead of this game. Um, so, one, it's a playoff de- debutante for Baker. Haven't mentioned this stat yet. Um, so, QBs making their first playoff start are 15 and 31 straight up and 13 and 32 against the spread since 2002. Uh, Baker fits this stat. Um, So does Wolford if he ends up playing. Um, But last year, they they went one and one against the spread straight up. Josh Allen lost, I believe, to Houston. And then Tannehill won, um, but Tannehill was eight for 15 for 70 yards. So clearly there's a big trend here with quarterbacks in their first start. Uh, They have all this pressure. And Baker sure has a lot more pressure here with Stefanski being out with COVID. Uh, this is huge as he's their play caller for the team. Um, who knows what kind of mid-game adjustments they're going to need to make without him there. Um, it gets worse with Olivier Vernon's out for the year. Uh, they have quite a bit of O-line problems with Batonio's out with COVID. Uh, all four other offensive line starters are also on the injury report ahead of this game. I believe they're going to play, but they're still injured. And against this Steelers D-line, who ranks number one in sack rate, uh, they could be in for a lot of uh, trouble. And we've mentioned this all season, how much Baker struggles when he's under pressure. Um, if he's under pressure and the D-line's getting to him and there's no turn to Kevin Stefanski to save the day in the play calls, I think the Steelers are in for a, uh, giving them a lot of hell here. Um, and then Steelers were coming off a game here where they had their bench players starting. They had to have had a vanilla playbook with Mason Rudolph in at quarterback. Um, and I think they have a whole of a lot more familiarity against the Browns than uh, the Browns do against them, which means even more so when the Browns are missing their play caller. And then not to mention Big Ben, he's rested. I mean, this is the same guy who was 
like 400 pounds in the off season, just eating because the dude needs his rest. He needs his beers. He needs his donuts. And last week he didn't even travel to the team uh, when he went to, with Cleveland, he, he rested that shoulder and I got a feeling he's going to come out slinging it. Um, and that's the biggest thing here is what Steelers offense are we going to get? Because we saw it in Indianapolis where in that second half that uh, I believe big Ben started calling the plays. He started throwing the ball deep and this offense opened up. And they looked very good. They put up 27 points. Uh, and then we saw the same thing last week where Mason Rudolph, he was opening up the field and it was working quite uh, quite well. So if the Steelers start throwing the ball we, uh, deep, I think they match up very well against a Brown secondary that is still not – it's just not very good. It's below league average. They are getting Denzel Ward back. Um, but I just think the Steelers have all the advantages here. If we get five and a half, I'll be all over it. James? Austin just absolutely killed it. <laughs> the Steelers at six are my best bet. And he, he, even like vanilla playbook, because that was what I was going to say. <laughs> so <laughs> he, he threw us at everything. Um, I mean, we have to remember, this is the same Browns team that hasn't won in Pittsburgh since 2003. I think the Steelers are a really good teaser leg, probably my favorite teaser leg of any of the games. Um, and I also like another angle, like if you don't want to lay the six because like, there is a lot of familiarity between the teams. I really like the Browns team total under. Um, I think Stefanski's absence is actually really important. Yes, he can script like what, 15 plays, and maybe that helps him out for the first two drives. But once he's gone, I mean, it, you don't know who's calling plays. I'm sure they've announced like who's calling plays now, but it's not him. And like he's had a huge impact on that offense this year. So I think that's actually a pretty big deal. And on top of that, the Steelers will come in rested. I mean, J.J. Watt. Big Ben, like you said, a lot of their guys that are have been key to their success this year sat last week, and they still almost won that game in Cleveland. Um, I think the Steelers take care of business here. I think they win by ten plus. Um, I'll push back a little bit. Do it. Um, I don't think that the Browns are as out of it as it might be thought. Obviously, no, no Stefanski is huge, um, but. I would be I would be stunned if that like just like they're still gonna have a good couple, first couple scripted drives ideally. Um, I I'm interested to see if Wyatt Teller and not Petonio but the other guy plays. What's is it Treader? Yeah, yeah, he's a, yeah he's um, questionable, but he should go. He should go. Okay, so if they play, that's huge. Because um, I don't believe they played last week um teller did why teller did teller did okay yeah and finally you were talking about how mason rudolph was just burning them deep but like the browns were without a bunch of guys in the secondary kevin johnson denzel ward sandejo and i mean obviously i say those names and honestly one of our listeners probably thinks he just make up the name kevin johnson which i didn't (laughs) he's an actual cornerback for the browns but um white cornerbacks (laughs) He's not white. Uh, has there been a white corner since um, Jason Seahorn? No. Okay. Um, but so I, I, I do think it will be a little tough. Here, just as uh, to support myself a little bit, in his playoff career, Big Ben is 13 and 8 and straight up in the playoffs. And his touchdown to interception ratio is a very, very poor 30 to 24. Like, this is not that great. And also, that's a bunch of of like little stinker performances. Um, I think the Browns might be able to run the ball a little bit just based off how like the, 
the Steelers, I mean, they weren't, they by no means became a league average defense or worse, but I don't think they were as good as they were in the beginning of the year. And I think that the injuries did start to catch up with them. Um, so I'm, I'm just not completely carrying out the Browns. So, yeah. I think you're right. I mean, it's tough because I'm, I'm starting to believe in this Pittsburgh team. Um, like I, I, I think, don't blame you. Like, I think what we saw in that Colts game is indicative of what we're going to see ahead. I think they're going to start throwing the ball deep. I can't believe it took 15 weeks for them to stop with this short pass offense. But what if they like, sorry, I cut you off, but like, isn't this just like the same kind of thing that the Seahawks do where like they finally let Russ cook and then what the hell happened? Yeah. Well, I guess teams figured it out. And the thing is kind of tough to figure it out when you're heading into the playoffs. Seattle was letting them cook in like week six. I mean, this is a whole new offense here. The Steelers could be bringing to the table. Uh, they still have all these weapons. It's just a shame how injured they got um, with Dupree and uh, Devin Bush. Like those would have been essential pieces to make a run at this. Um, I don't know. I don't know. It's that's, it should be a good game. I kind of wish Stefanski was there. Would have made for I know. a much, much they, better. He should be allowed game. to like zoom or like the Hugh freeze from the hospital bed yeah. and like the luxury box. <laughs> that's pretty funny. Um, is that it? I feel like we covered that. Yeah. yeah. Why don't we, uh, we did this last week, but why don't we make our Super Bowl predictions now that we got the brackets? Yeah. yeah. I, I, I was just about to say that. Um, you guys go this? first. I, I need to figure this out a little bit. I kind of do too. Can we get a, I got a hot take one and then yeah, like gun, yes. gun to your head one. Like that, like that. Okay. So my hot take one from the NFC side, a team that's going to make the Super Bowl is not going to have a home game throughout the entire playoffs. Wow. I think, I think it's either going to be Tampa or the Rams. Uh, I really like how these two defenses are playing. Um, I think both of them, the Rams particularly, match up really well against Green Bay. Uh, the Rams have Jalen Ramsey, who can uh, defend Devontae Adams, even though he's not a route, route runner corner. Uh, but they have Aaron Donald to put pressure on Aaron Rodgers. We've already seen Tampa match up very well against Green Bay early in the year. I, I really like what they're doing. Um, even that honestly might not, that might be my gun to my head pick as well. Um, and then from the NFC, AFC side, my hot take, I just mentioned it a little bit. Like, I feel like it's not hot take being a three seed, but I think the Steelers are going to make the Super Bowl. Um, we're going to have a Steelers Bucks Super Bowl. That's my hot take. Um, I, I, <laughs> that's hot. That is a hot take. And then my gun what to my head. What does that pay out? <laughs> I'll have to look into that. Well, my gun to my head. You. Kill me. We've got the Saints coming out of the NFC. Oh, That's my gun to my head. Gun to my head, kill me. And then who are they going to play? The Buffalo Bills. All right. Yeah. Bucks Steelers is sixty to one. I like it. That ain't too bad. What if I say <laughs> Bucks win? Bucks wins, and then they're playing the Steelers. That'll pay like a hundred. All right, I'm on it. I'll be good for my future. James, what about you? My hot takey is also the Bucks. The AFC Doesn't side sound is like too much of a hot take anymore. Yeah, I know. <laughs> he stole my thunder again. <laughs> uh, from the AFC, I'd probably go Ravens, but like that that path for them is so brutal. It's tough. Oh, that that's what makes that so hard for me. I think the Bucks have a better path than the Ravens. And then gun to my head, Packers. 
I, I think the Chiefs. I think the Chiefs drop a game. I just don't know who. Bills. I agree. I, I yeah. I like it. I like that. I'll start with my gut with the gun in my head. I don't know how this happened, but I mean, like, ooh, the one the one team I forgot. I uh, well, actually, no, I I can't really claim that the Chiefs went fifteen and one or whatever, fourteen and two. But I I I've kind of been like I've been saying all year like that there's there's just a chance that they aren't as good as the power rating would suggest in terms of like how they're rated. Like they you can't just go into a game and not try. Is what mm. it was that was like my main point. I, I just I still think they're going to go to the Super Bowl. Uh, I, now that's not my hot take. They are two to one to win. Um, but gun to my head, I got Chiefs Saints. I'm a little biased, sure, but it's I sh- struggle to s- see a team beat the Saints or the Packers. I think if anyone's going to do it, it's the Rams. I just for me, the Bucks, they haven't played anyone lately. And they had that phenomenal half against the um the Falcons. Yeah. And 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 then they murdered like a, a coachless Lions, Lions a yeah. coachless Lions team. Which hey, I, I'm not like that is like it's a great performance. Like you did exactly what you had to do and more in that game. So like I'm not trying to say that's a bad win because there's no such thing. But um, I don't know. I, I'm just not as bullish on them, I guess, especially with like kind of like injuries and how they've settled with the team. I just have my own questions. Hot take. <sighs> I just don't hate your Steelers, your Steelers pick. Hey, thank you. Um, but I'll, I'll, I'll let you, I'll let you have that one. Um, hot take. Give me the Seahawks. It's hot. Um, I, I, I'm back in oh, Russell man. Wilson. And Bills aren't hot enough. You know, if the Browns were healthy, I think, or if if they had like an actual coach and stuff, I think I'd go them here. But I'll go Seahawks Ravens as my hot take. That's hot. (laughs) Yeah. I'm glad. I'm glad that someone had the Chiefs on their gun to their head. Because I mean, like either James or I did. I didn't want to go. I didn't want to go one seed, one seed, but like that. I do think that's what it is. But, yeah. like, that's what it normally like, has, it, happens every year. Yeah. Yeah. And, like, oh, no, I think I'm excited Steelers, my, a lot of yeah, good teams. The problem with the Steelers for me is that their second game would be the Bills in Buffalo, potentially. And then they have to play either the Ravens or the Chiefs. That's three brutal games. They have to win two of those. And, like, you know, playing a division team a third time. And then, obviously, the Chiefs in Kansas City. That, that's just brutal for me. Yeah. I don't know. It, it's, I'm very excited. There's a the bunch of games this weekend. There's a lot of games I'm excited to watch. Um, yeah. All right. Best bets of the weekend. Austin. Austin, you um, Un- you already under. gave out Washington Tampa under. Is there anything else catching your eye? Or is that just like Bear, number uh, the, one, lock the- it in? That's Bear, it. Well, I, I like the Bears team total under at 17 and a half. Okay. Um, and then if, if Steelers drops to five and a half, that would be my also another play of mine. But for best bets wise, it would be under 44, 44 and a half, 45 bucks football team. Sounds good. James? Yeah, my best bet is the Steelers. Uh, I like the under in the Ravens-Titans game. Uh, 
I also like that under that Washington throughout that. Oh, sorry, that Austin throughout there in the Washington game. And at three and a half, at three, I also like the Ravens, but it's got to get there. Three and a half, I'm a little hesitant. I think you'll get yeah. it. Yeah. Um, for me, Rams, Seahawks over. It's going to be ugly, but I don't know. Just things too low. And on top of that, I guess like the Logan Thomas receiving props, it's just so juiced to the over right now that like you might have to play around with it a little bit, but um, yeah, I don't know. I had a tough time. I had a tough time this week. I won't lie. There's like, there's not a bunch of sides that really grab yelling my name right now. So. Hmm. Um, I mean like Bill's team total, maybe Bill's first Bill's first quarter, just cause I like the way uh, Dable and McDermott script drives. There you oh, go. Yeah. Bill's first quarter, Rams, Seahawks, over. All right. Before we go, we are going to talk a little college football. Um, Ohio State's playing Alabama. Now I got I got a, a tiny bit of egg on my face. I've been talking trash about Ohio State all for for the past month or two. I won't lie. Did Justin Fields shut me up a little bit? He did. He, he looked like he broke like five ribs at one point, and then I don't know what they gave him in the locker room, but then he came out even better. Um, Devontae Smith just won the Heisman. James and Austin, of course. You're normally not on the college pods, but I'm curious to hear what you have to say. What are your guys' thoughts on this game? Before you start, let me get um, Alabama's lane eight and a half, totals at 75. I like Ohio State. Do you think they win? Do you think I, there's a chance they win? Oh, absolutely. Okay. I don't. I don't know if I think they win. I think Alabama just got so many weapons, and it's rumored that Waddle will come back and be playing. So that's well, he's just practicing. I, I think yeah. that's the extent of it right now. I mean, if you're practicing in the games in a week, you or four days, whatever it is, that's a good sign. But uh, since 2009. In games, Ohio State is an underdog in. They're 14-0 against the spread, and they're covering by an average of 18 points per game. And, I mean, we saw this matchup a few, year ago, a few years ago in the playoff. I think is much smaller spread than this, but Ohio State did win that, and that was also different staff for Ohio State. So I don't know if we can really say, like, it's the same situation, but I think Ohio State just feels super disrespected. And, yeah, they might have been a little more motivated than Clemson because all the motivation in that game, all the trash talking, revenge, yada, yada. Uh, when it comes down to it, I think Bama is still the best team in the country, and I think this price is reasonable and fair at eight. But I just, I think it's too many. I think Ohio State, with, with what they showed last week, they can run the ball, they can throw the ball, they'll be able to keep up with Bama. Um, no, I'll sorry, argue. I'm on go the same ahead. side. I'm no college football expert. There's a reason I'm not on all the pods, but I did watch that game against Clemson. And my God, Justin Fields was incredible. I mean, it was fun to watch. I mean, every deep ball pass you knew was going to be completed. Oh, you, it was insane. I only missed one deep bucket. ball pass. He was just throwing it into a bucket. It was, it was incredible. And then Trey Sermon, also a stud. I didn't realize how good he was. Um, I just think Ohio State has too many weapons for this spread to be this high. Um, I would take Ohio State. Um, it's tough to see. But I'm with you. It's tough to see Alabama not winning it. Um, I'm not personally going to bet this game just because I kind of agree, but I hate Ohio State. Alabama's going to kill them. I, Alabama is going to abuse that secondary. That secondary is still so bad. 
Sean Wade was supposed to be a first-round pick this year, and he just sucks. He's going to get Devontae Smith, and if Waddle plays, they're going to expose him. There's way too much speed and big playmaking ability. And then, oh, of course, I forgot Najee Harris and the insane Alabama O-line. They're just going to score every possession. Well, I mean, does, does Ohio State to... might too, so. Doesn't that lend you the over? Yeah. And, like, I, I can somewhat total, understand but... why a total of 70, uh, 77 goes down to 75 in the national title game. But, my goodness, I don't know how you can stomach that bet. Yeah. I, uh, I Another derivative I'm looking at is both these teams' first half points over. So, Ohio like State is set at 16 and a half, and Bama's is at 21. Uh, and, like, I don't know how many games this is over. This might be the entire year for Alabama, but in 33 drives in the first half, they have 25 touchdowns, four field goals, one turnover on downs, one turnover, and like three punts or That's two insane. punts. I, it's, it's remarkable. They're a machine. Then on the other side, I think outside of the Clemson game, Ohio State has scored a touchdown every one of their opening drives. And then if you include the Clemson game, they scored a touchdown on their next five drives after not scoring on the first one. So, I mean, these guys know how to script plays. And I think maybe in a first quarter over, I don't think we see like this usual slow start. I think they come out shooting and I think there's just points all game. Um, are there any kind of like, cause this is like a, it's the treated somewhat like the Super Bowl in terms of like player props and stuff, any kind of matchup advantages you are looking at James or Austin, if you've got something there too. I'm be honest. I haven't really looked yet, but I mean, maybe Jack Mac Jones passing yards over. I mean, if Waddle's coming back and the floodgates open, I just – how do you stop him, Mechie? I mean, Devontae Smith, the Heisman winner, Najee Harris out of the backfield. There's just so many things you got to game plan for. So, it, and, But I'm sure it'll be like a lofty, like, 340, 350 number. That's, like, that's the hard part of this. Um, yeah, I agree. So one thing I'm going to look at is you're just going to get essentially, like, abused on either the VIG or – what like the real number is if you try and take Devonte Smith or Waddle if he plays receiving yards. So I'm going to look at uh, Mechie over receiving yards and then Slade Bolden. Slade Bolden's like a little slot receiver. Um, I I think you're going to get a more realistic number there. Even the tight end four stall, he's good too. Um, and then I think anytime touchdown props, if I can find those, those might be t- a little bit more difficult to find. But if I can, there you go. On the Ohio State side, Trey Sermon receptions is where I'm going to look. Alabama hasn't been great against running backs out of the backfield. So, there you go. I got is something. Master, is sure. It, sorry. Go ahead. Well, go just ahead. that I'm afraid, like, the whole – the darling tease is uh, Bucks bills this weekend. Uh, and I'm kind of afraid to mix, mix them both in because the whole public's going to be on it. Uh, so, I was kind of thinking Bama is a teaser leg. Um, and then just That's not mix, bad. mix it in with your favorite NFL play of the weekend between Steelers, Bucks, or Bills. Yeah, don't hate that at all. Or take the Rams up if, if, if you yep. really want yep. to. I like that. I think that's a good look. I never mix NFL and college. Uh, it's well, generally, for the most part, like especially in the national championships, teaser legs just don't end up mattering. So yeah. like that's the one kind of poo-poo out there on that. But getting all those key numbers, I would imagine that's um, has at least some value there. Mm-hmm. Hopefully we get a good game. I feel like there hasn't been a great national championship in a little while. Who was before LSU Clemson last year? Clemson, was that Clemson-Bama? Clemson, yeah, that wasn't a good game Clemson either. Clemson ran them out. 
Yeah. yeah. And then uh, the Bama Georgia game was awesome though. Let's let's get that another one of those. One. Yeah. All right. We covered it all. Low college football, a lot of NFL. Um, don't forget to follow us at the Sharp Side Pod on Twitter. Um, Apple Podcasts, rate, review, and subscribe. Uh, the Sharp Side Podcast, and find us on Spotify or anywhere else you may be listening. Uh, we good to go. Anything else you guys want to add? Let's go. We got it all. Yep. All right, let's do it. Thank you all for listening.